0: Oh, it's Christmas. Christmas is around the corner, folks. So I've decided to spend the next four weeks of December preparing our hearts and our souls for what is truly one of the greatest celebration on earth, the coming of the Messiah, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas is all about, right? I've never been more excited for the true meaning of Christmas. Why are we celebrating Jesus? Why did he become man? Why did God come to earth? What was his purpose? Who is Jesus really? Why is the whole world celebrating Christmas? What should be the spirit of Christmas? My emotions really are bursting with so much gratitude and so much love as I prepare for these messages. This is truly the season to celebrate a person who deserves all the glory and the honor. So let's begin. This is the celebration of all celebrations. As a family man, we made it a tradition to do what we call Advent. The Advent season includes the four Sundays leading up to Christmas and beginning on the first Sunday of the month of December. So every week we kind of do it until we hit Christmas. It's a time of expectancy. We're trying to build it up and preparing our family for the celebration of Jesus' birth. Advent means coming or arrival. We did this to prepare our hearts for Christmas. It's a good time to slowly ease our kids or our children, our family to the spirit of Christmas. It's quite a feat to go against the materialism, the worldly merriments that go with the seasons. I don't have anything against it. It's just that sometimes we celebrate the birthday party and we forget the birthday celebrant, which is Jesus. I want to make sure he is remembered. And all the focus is on Him. We usually tell stories about Jesus, relive the moment He was born, and learn from history, the eternal values that us inculcated in our hearts to live by through His Son, Jesus Christ. By doing so, we bring the meaning of Christmas early on. Besides, He's the reason for the season, right? You can do the same with your family. Before we even celebrate Jesus, our big question is this, which... A lot of people, a lot, the world has to answer, does God even exist? Okay, you're you're celebrating Christmas, you don't even know if He exists. Is Jesus really God? These are some of the questions that we want to answer. What do you think? And how can you prove that God does exist? Before I even explain to you some very simple ways to know that God exists, the question really is, Are you open minded? Are you open enough to believe that if I prove it to you, if I tell you these things, will you believe? Because the truth is many people who don't believe exists that he exists is because of past hurts or traumatic things happen to them. So their mind is shut down and couldn't receive the truth any longer. They just decided to block off God just because period. No matter what you tell them, the hurts just covers the truth or they don't wanna listen to reasoning, okay? When skeptics and new atheists ask for proof, you know how some of our friends say, you gotta show me some proof. What they're really saying is, I want scientific proof, objective moral values, the soul, or something about life after death. In an age of scientism, the belief that science and thus, scientific proof can alone yield knowledge. Okay, that's their belief. Atheists like Richard Dawkins, for example, he writes that scientific beliefs are supported by evidence and they get results. Myths and faiths are not and do not. Okay, so let me say this, let me say this. Before we even begin, God is God, folks. He is wiser than man's wisdom because science can go only as far as the limited mind can take. Science to this day, with all its discoveries, let me just say this, can't even make a blade of leaf for crying out loud. Are you saying you trust in man's limited capabilities over God's? I love this verse. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is God speaking, right? What does this mean? Folks, it means he is wiser. He's more intelligent than you and I are. His ways may not be exactly our ways or what we want to happen, but it doesn't change the fact that he is God. He won't change for you and I. We're the ones who will adjust to what he wants because he's God. Our minds and our thinking is so minute and tiny compared to God's wisdom. So there are four basic points we can prove that God exists. Are you ready? Okay. Everything came from what is unseen. That's my first point. Everything came from what is unseen. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So everything you see didn't come from something that was already in existence. Everything you see came from nothing. Scientists are convinced that our universe became one enormous explosion of energy and light, which they call the Big Bang or the Big Bang Theory. This was the singular start to everything that exists. The beginning of the universe, the start of space, and even the initial start of time itself. The universe did not exist. It had a start, okay? But what caused it? The funny thing, though, is that scientists have no explanation for the sudden expo- explosion of light and matter. You know, no explanation whatsoever of how light and matter came into existence. So, again, back to the same question. So, the truth is, Everything visible came from what did not exist in the beginning. So what or who probably was in the beginning? I think that's a more logical question, don't you think? And the answer to that is in Genesis 1 verses 1 to 5. In the beginning, God. I love that. In the beginning, God. It was God. There was nothing else when everything started. It was just God. So the question is, who was there? God. In the beginning, God. God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. So this particular verse answers already the questions most scientists can't even explain. Okay. They can't ex- explain it very clearly. In the beginning there was God. God was already there. Everything came from nothing. Okay, look at the person beside you and tell that person, everything came from nothing. And God created everything. (laughs) There's your answer, right? Scientists can create something from what was already created, okay? People can create things from something that was already there. People can create things from things that already exist. But we can never create something out of nothing. Only a God can do that. Since we have a proven we have proven that nothing you see came from nothing everything you see rather came from nothing our next point is simple second point everything visible is an evidence that God exists everything visible is an evidence that God exists since everything came from nothing and only God can can make something out of nothing. Then everything that you can see, everything that's visible, your house, your chair, your car, your family, everything that exists is an evidence that God exists. The trees came from God. The metals from the ground came from God. People come from God. The animals come from God. Everything points to one Creator, God. For by Him, all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. In Colossians 1.16 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Clear. Third point. Everything visible can only be sustained by an invisible God. For in him, all things were created. Again, things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers. All things were created in him for him. He is before all things and in him, listen to this. And in him, all things hold together. In him, everything holds together. Did you know that the pull of gravity is always constant? It's constant at 9.80 meters per second squared for those who took up physics. Okay? Or I think it's 32 uh feet per, per per second squared. Do you realize if there was a change just by a millimeter? Okay, tiny bit, all of us will either be floating out of space, out in space, or stuck to the ground forever. You know, like a magnet. (laughs) Or if the sun, okay, the sun, the sun that we see every afternoon, which is 93 million miles away from the earth, got a tinge closer to the earth, we'd all be fried, fried chicken. (laughs) And if it's a bit farther away, we'll all be frozen to death, we'll be freezing to death. Clearly, there's a God that holds all things together. I was wondering when I look at the stars at night. The same position, the latitude is the same year in and year out. All of them, they're holding the same place. Just the right energy. this just enough perfection. While the earth remains, remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. As long as the earth is here. Who's holding them together? God. Just a side note. Do you know why there's a... There, there's a leap year they call a, some year a leap year some of you probably know the answer right why you need why why do you need to add another day after every four years uh, February 29 every four years it's because the earth circles around the Sun every 365.25 days to be exact so it's not exactly 365. Hence, we need to add a day every four years because it isn't exactly 365. So for thousands of years, since the creation of the world, God held everything in place, proving that he is God and proving that there is a God. God is not opposed to science and the invention of man. But sometimes in our humanistic point of view, to see is to believe. And we can only believe something if there's an evidence of it, right? There's always has a physical evidence for us to believe. When there was a proof of the earth being round, that was the only time mankind believed it was round. Is it possible that there are things we know not of that exist? Is it possible that God exists? The truth is, it takes more faith to believe that there is no God than to believe there is a God. Because everything living thing you see points to his glory, his majesty. His power and his existence. Invisible things, this is my last point. Invisible things, the spirit, are more real than the visible things, the physical stuff. We are not just physical beings, folks. We're actually spiritual beings. We are created in the image of God, not his physical image, but his spiritual nature. Our physical bodies will eventually cease to exist, but our spirits will live forever. Just because, let me explain, just because you don't see spiritual things doesn't mean it's non-existent. Before the microscope was invented in 1590, people did not know that there was such a thing as viruses or bacteria. In fact, they don't take a bath or wash their hands too often because they don't believe there's such a thing. They're so tiny that the human eye couldn't see them without the help of these instruments. Just because you don't see something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's the same way with the spirit. Just because you don't see them doesn't mean they aren't real. In fact, spiritual world, listen, is more real than the physical world. Let me give you some example. The spirit of love, invisible. The spirit of joy, you can't see it. The spirit of peace, they're all invisible, but you know they exist. They are spiritual in nature and they are very real. The wind can be felt physically, but you can't see it. Just like love, you don't see it, but they have physical evidences that they are real, right? When your your spouse or your loved ones show, that, show you love physically. When somebody loves you, there's physical evidence. So the spirit world is very real. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, And divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse we're not we don't have any excuses God's invisible attributes the invisible things of this world can only be understood and can be clearly seen and experienced through what has been made through his physical creation by the way all these verses I'm reading out to you came from the Bible the written inspired Word of God If if you have doubts regarding the Bible, that's another message for another time. I'd like to end with this. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That includes you and I. We should be grateful. So in conclusion, Christmas is really a season where we acknowledge His existence. Pause for a while. Think about it. Why are we celebrating Christmas? because we believe that He exists and we believe that His love exists through His creation. That's why we have that something inside of us that wants to praise Him. Something inside of us want to thank Him for all the life that He has given to all of us. And that's why we're celebrating Christmas. We're celebrating God. We're celebrating His Son, Jesus Christ.